welcome to The After Party, a podcast about lessons learned and shaping the future. I'm your host, Raven Bonnewell. And today I am joined by executive coach and coach trainer at Accomplishment Coaching, Alice Petzold. And we are here to talk about adventures. Hi, Alice. Hi, Raven. I'm so excited that you're here. uh, One of my favorite subjects. Yeah, I'm so excited to be talking to you about this. Awesome. Alice, you know, we are heading into the aftertimes now. What are you most looking forward to now that restrictions are hopefully lifting? Oh, my goodness. Well, um, it's funny because... uh, I'm I'm talking to you here from Ennis, Montana, where I um, had, you know, once I found out I could get my vaccine, I said yes to this amazing adventure with some of my friends. And um, Sunday morning, we're going to be going horseback riding through Yellowstone Park for uh, four days and three nights. And I'm living for it. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh my god! I have been so excited about this trip since uh, since I put the money down. Wow! Oh my god! I I just cannot imagine. Like that sounds so freeing, so amazing, and just like such an expression of who you are in the world. <laughs> oh my god! I know it's the best. It is, uh, you know, and I, I think that like. Um, at the time, it seemed completely crazy to be saying yes to going on an adventure like this because, you know, sure, there were vaccines that were happening, but like there's just been such an unpredictability to things. Um, and I, I really didn't travel very much in the last year and a half. Um, but I'm so glad that I said yes to it because you're right. This is this is absolutely me. <laughs> a perfect um, example of the kind of thing that I like to do, you know, camping and nature, and we're going to be riding horses, and I'm going to learn how to fly fish, which I don't ever think I knew I wanted to learn how to do, but they said they would teach me on this trip, and so I said, well, I mean, if you have a chance to learn something like that, should you say yes? And I thought, of course, yes, so that will be happening as well. Wow, that that's really cool, and you know, I, this is what I, what I love about you and why I'm so excited to talk to you because you hear something like fly fishing and you're like, I, that was not what I, what was on my bucket list. I didn't know that I wanted to do that, but like, what the hell? Sure. Let's do it. And, and you bring such delight and joy to it. And not just like, I mean, for me, if I found out that I was going fly fishing, I'd probably be like, okay, here we go. Mm. <laughs> I'm probably not going to like this, but you are just so delighted by it. And it it looks great on you. Well, I mean, I I think that for me, um, one of the things I've learned about myself over the years is that I really do like um, nature. Nature is something that brings me back to, you know, my six-year-old self, you know, barefoot in, in, in the grass, running, playing, you know, all of those things. Um, and there's something that is very magical for me about doing something physically that helps me to, um, reboot, if you will, you know, so the idea of being in a river and 
learning how, I mean, I don't, I don't even know what I'm going to be learning quite honestly, but you know, like having someone instruct me in something that's physical and also I get to enjoy the surroundings. It's absolutely the kind of thing that, that, that soothes me. My, my coach tells me all the time, she's like, you know, some people that those kind of things are not soothing or relaxing or uh, renewing for some people whatsoever, but it's definitely um, something that I enjoy a great deal. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally hear you. And I, I've really, um, I feel like I've reconnected in a sense to nature since everything kind of closed down. Cause it was, you know, for me, uh, some of the, 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 the travel of course, wasn't possible, but also, I mean, I'm a person that, uh, gets a lot actually from going shopping at a mall and I couldn't do that for a really long time. Um, and so really looking at like, okay, well, what's actually going to do it for me and, and just even taking, taking walks and, you know, I'm here in the city and nature is somewhat limited, right. You can kind of go for the same walks over and over and over. Um, but actually just endowing it with, the weight of, nope, I'm going to get a lot out of this. I'm going to breathe the air. I'm going to, you know, find the trees essentially. And, and that's, I'm going to allow it to, to be that for me. Um, it was, mm-hmm. was sort of a big deal. Um, and, you know, I, again, who I know you to be is, you know, it is that person. And, and I've always known you to kind of have adventure as your middle name. And, uh, I'm kind of curious about y- your experience with with the world being shut down and having to kind of to recreate what you did to to get sourced from that. Yeah, um, you know, I think that there are kind of two two ends of the the spectrum on things that I pursued. And the first thing I love when you talk about going for walks, because, um, it was not long into the, um, sort of shelter in place when, uh, my gym closed down. Um, they stopped, uh, they closed down the the stables. Um, and then I was, really playing a lot of tennis. And I remember being at the tennis courts <laughs> the day they took down the nets, you know, because oh, like no. um, the formalized, you know, they were formally closed and then they, they couldn't get us off the courts. And so they had to take down the net because it got to a point where it was so bad. And I can't remember if it was before or after this, but um, I, I just got on the phone with my sister and I said, I need you to meet me tomorrow morning for a walk. And we started walking every day. Um, we walked at least five days a week and we would probably talk on the phone and, and, you know, it ranged from doing it very early in the morning to in the afternoons and evenings. And we probably walked for like an hour and 15 minutes a day, five days a week for wow. the first month of the pandemic. Um, and it was magical. And it was also, um, you know, she needed it too. Now we were on the phone. We were, um, you know, she lives in Ohio. I live in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, she was no longer teaching in school and she didn't have any human interaction. She and I are both very extroverted. We identify as being extroverts. And so we were like, what are we going to do? And, um, that, that ended up being the best COVID hack I've 
identified. Okay. Walking and moving my body, being out in nature, talking to my sister. And, you know, my sister and I have not lived in the same house for a number of years. Like I, I couldn't even do the math on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so although we've always been very close, I don't know that we've ever talked that much on a consistent basis. You know, there's a lot more catching up. So we just like, there's a whole next level to our relationship now. Like we know what's going on with one another on the daily. And um, it's, there have probably been conversations we never knew we needed to have. So not only were we getting the physical benefits of the working out, but we were also getting the you know, the connection and the ability to talk about things in new ways and explore them together, even though we were very, you know, we've been very far apart. And um, I mean, it's crazy, but it's, it's held through even things opening up. Um, We still, it's probably more like four days a week. We're on the phone. Um, And, you know, it's probably now it's closer to, you know, 45 minutes that we're talking and walking, but it's, um, it's been a remarkable experience, you know, one that I didn't know I needed. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, my sister has always been a very good friend of mine. And it's, you know, our relationship has really evolved and expanded through the years, particularly as I've, you know, done more work as a coach um, and on myself as a human, but, you know, it's a game changer. That's been like, Nothing. And, you know, if I can't get her on the phone, I'll call a friend. Um, it's it's really part of my over. Am I talking too much about this? No, you're <laughs> like, great. You're great. Such a great thing. It's, yeah. it's been been unbelievable. Yeah, I I just think it's so cool that, you know, it, it not only fulfilled your need for nature, getting outside, moving your body, but also the commitment that I know that you have to the relationships with your family and, and really, you know, expanding, um, your, your connections and everything like that. I, I love that you created that. And it's so funny cause you were talking about it and immediately I was like, Oh my God, how much, how do you have that much to talk about, you know, in all of that time. But there is something about the, the pandemic that it's like, yeah, you find stuff and you know, it, it, you just do right. Like if we really go yeah. back to it, it's like, yeah, you just keep on talking and, and it, it actually doesn't require that much, but we've gotten so used to quick text, not enough time, you know, um, schedule, schedule, schedule that, that, that it seems almost impossible to have that length of conversation for that duration of time. So I, I think that that's just really a, a great highlight of what you, you just put in. Um. I'm telling you, and, you know, uh, (laughs) we laugh so hard and we, you know, sometimes we talk about really profoundly deep and personal matters. And sometimes we talk about the dumbest things and we're equally entertained. Now I'm not going to go so far as to suggest that anyone else would be as entertained by us as we are, but, uh, (laughs) it is, some pretty funny stuff, at least as far as we're concerned, you know, (laughs) Well, as long as you're laughing, I think that's, that's what matters, right? Yeah. 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 Um, You know, we're looking at finding joy in these places that maybe wouldn't have normally, you know, we wouldn't have normally looked in. And 
I found for me that, that especially at the start of the pandemic and, and even a little bit now as, you know, things are opening up, but kind of not also with not being really sure about the Delta variant and everything like that. Um, you know, there it's easy to dwell on what I can't do, you know, and going and, and Elon's getting bigger now. And it's like, ah, I really just want to take her to the zoo, but I can't take her to the zoo quite yet, you know? And, and it's, it's hard sometimes to focus on what is there, what is possible um, versus what isn't again yet. How do you, how did you find, you know, shifting your thinking to, to really find joy in all of the places that you, that were possible and the things that you could do? Wow, that's such a good, a good question. Um, I think that, um, I'm not sure I'm going to answer your question directly. So, but, but what you're, what you're bringing up for me, um, you know, I have throughout my career, I feel like I've always traveled quite a bit with my work. Um, and I've been, you know, that's been my lifestyle. Um, and I think that I've also had very grand experiences, you know, like I've, I've been able to travel many, many places and experience many different things. And it had me kind of reset what, what's important to me and what I really need. So, you know, um, gosh, I, I, I think I started to recognize that, you know, it's really important for me to talk to the people that I love. And it's really important for me to, um, you know, see people. So, you know, video chatting became important Um, and little things, um, you know, cooking for myself. I probably used to eat out a lot, lot more and, and remembering how much joy I get in cooking for myself, um, baking. I know you're, you're an amazing baker and I, you know, nowhere near your league, but that's something that I, you know, like I baked my dad cookies at different times, um, during the pandemic. Um, I think it, it's, um, it's imperative that we can, can find joy in the simple things as well as the grand. And I'm definitely probably one of those people where I was blessed to have a lot of grand experiences. And then for a while that just went away. Um, And so I'm reminded that the more we can find joy in the little daily things like, you know, walking in bare feet in the grass or going to, I get to go to the beach here um, and, you know, just putting my feet in the water. Sometimes that's, you know, that's enough. And, you know, um, I think one of the things that was really hard going through the pandemic was being alone. I live by myself. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, you know, um, I was blessed when my friends came down because I live near the beach. You know, they said, hey, we're going to come down and 
um, we want you to stay with us at the beach house. And I was so excited to stay with my friend and her family and their three daughters. And like, you know, having someone else make me a cup of coffee was like such an amazing experience. And I hope she doesn't hear me say this, but like, I like my coffee really strong and stinky, like not the kind of coffee most people like. And I've always been very particular about it. And they don't drink coffee the same way I drink coffee, but I was so excited to have someone else make me a cup of coffee that I was like, so grateful for it. I just, it was the best cup of coffee I ever had. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's such a great illustration though of of finding out, like figuring out what we really need and what's actually important. And like, you know, it, it, it's not that important that you have the stinkiest, darkest, deepest (laughs) coffee ever. Right. Like the, the importance for you is the people and, you know, it doesn't matter whoever's serving. I don't care if, you know, if we're, we're eating together or whatever, I, um, that it, that it really is about the connection and the relationship and you know what you said about finding joy in the little things and the simple things it just made me think about you know it it's really about choosing to find it right that that choosing that you don't have to have the grand adventure or the perfect cup of coffee or whatever it is that it's yeah. going to be it's going to be amazing anyway you know despite that yeah, yeah. How do you, how do you, um, you know, now that here oh, uh, in Montana and, you know, having a, a bit more grand of an adventure, how, how do you keep, uh, those simple things in mind and the connection and relationships that you have really, uh, learned that you need, how do you keep that in mind while you're doing the big things too? practice (laughs) you know like I feel like it's you know there's like I'd love to say that it's like some magic thing but I think that it's it's choosing it over and over again um the irony I don't want to be a downer but um I might even get emotional when I when I share this story with you but um so my friends who I'm out here with are the people who introduced me to the stables where I started riding in January of 2019 and uh, uh, about a month ago, they told me that they uh, are closing the stables. Mm-hmm. And literally, um, they're going to pave what is my paradise and put up a parking lot, right? Oh, my gosh. It's one of those things that the proprietors are amazing humans. And, you know, they're at a point in their life where they're winding down their properties and their you know, they're taking exquisite care to place all the horses and to complete the, um, complete the horse program, the, uh, the school program. Um, and, you know, I feel like it's so important to live and enjoy the moment because we just don't know, you know, um, we don't know. We we like to think, and I think that there's a lot about our our wiring that that is almost like, you know, we we crave predictability, but we there's no guarantee of it. You know, like we crave basis, but it's un, unlikely. You know, like the only thing we can really count on is change. And so, you know, for me, the 
the beauty of this whole thing is that, you know, I'm going on a horseback riding trip that I would never have been able to go on if I hadn't taken these lessons and, and gone on this adventure. And as soon as I get back from it, you know, my paradise is going to be closing, but, you know, I can, I can trust that, you know, I'll find a new place and I will have another adventure. Um, but if I had stalled on it or, you know, kicked a can on it or pushed it down the road, I may never, I may never be in this place. So remembering that, you know, our life unfolds as we say yes and make choices that are aligned with our desires and our intentions over and over and over again. And we never know what those small choices will be. I think sometimes we can fool ourselves that they're really grand choices when they're actually not. Mm-hmm. They're building They're building with one small yes at a time to the thing that is so, you know, it may seem very basic, but I think it's, it's everything. Yeah, that's really powerful. The one small yes at a time and how it builds. And and the other thing that I heard in what you were what you were sharing is that, you know, the intention is actually bigger than horseback riding in this case, or anything that yeah. you do per se. That while it's sad that they're, you know, paving your paradise that you still have a bigger intention of, you know, living this delightful, adventurous life (laughs) that you're, you just can trust that you're going to find whatever the next thing that you're going to say yes to is. Yeah. 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 And I had no idea that there would be so much joy in this. I know I, I had no idea until I, and I'll tell you when I first went to ride, I was terrified because I was really bad and I could not, I couldn't figure out how to do what the instructor was telling me. I was like, Oh my God, what am I going to do if I can't do this? And I just kept coming back. And, you know, now here I am, I know how to ride English. I know how to ride Western. I can ride bareback, you know, like uh, I'm going on an adventure through the park. It's like, you know, all this stuff. Yeah. You're really amazing at being in process with yourself and allowing you just like having the space for your, for you to be bad at something in order to be good (laughs) at it. You just, you exude that. You're like, yeah, whatever. I'm bad today, but in a year from now, it's going to be awesome. (laughs) Yeah. You know, Raven, like I, I think, um, One of the things that I find is that, you know, physical challenges are where I have a lot more permission over maybe intellectual pursuits or um, work performance. I think I put a lot of pressure on myself as a coach and as a coach trainer. Um, And so I found that there's a lot of there's a lot more access to my humanity by doing it, um, you know, by allowing myself to be bad physically at something because I trust my body that if I stick with something, I can learn it. And so in a way it's like, I get this demonstration of it physically so that I can have more patience with myself intellectually. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. It's neat how everything is so connected like that. Like I can practice over here to have facility over there, you know, and, and really combine the lessons everywhere that it is not, life is not actually happening in compartments. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really cool. Mm. You know, you are, um, I, I, I feel like you're, you're such a, a role model for how I want to live adventurously. And I, um, lately I've been feeling a lot like I, um, I'm maybe not as fully as fully expressed as I used to be. Like, I feel like because of COVID and not being able to do things and that I, you know, had a baby during it. And now I'm like trying to add mom to my identity. Um, I feel like I, I just, you know, I've lost some of my, my zest or my full expression. And, and I'm curious as somebody that at least I look at as so zesty and fully expressed, (laughs) what do you have? uh, But what, what advice do you have for those of us who may be searching for it right now? Well, I, I mean, I don't know if it's a, it, it reminds me of that book, like what got you here won't get you there. Mm. You know, we're, and that's, that's in the context of work, but I mean, Raven, I will tell you, like I grew up a swimmer and then I became a runner in college and I started to run marathons when I was in my, you know, we won't go into the numbers of all these these pursuits. Right. But like, you know, and then I ran marathons for a while and then I ran and then I climbed mountains and I did a lot of mountaineering. Um, and now I say like, I'm not running unless someone's chasing me and they're threatening. (laughs) Like, (laughs) um, I think it's, um, I think we really, we, we were as human beings, we're an evolution. At least I am that may, you know, there may be some people who have had a lifetime of certain practices, but like, as I, I feel like there's, um, part of my humanity needs to be expressed physically. Like, and I think I just need to tire my body out so that my, my brain has more clarity, quite frankly. Um, but it's very much always been an evolution for me. And I, the only way I found it is by experimenting with different things and, and, and honestly trying to do the thing that scares me a little bit. And like, I'm like, Oh, I can't do that. I'm not dot, 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 you know, like, um, I mean, I'm six feet tall. I'm not a thin human being running a marathon was never in my wheelhouse. When I decided to do that, I just chunked it down and learned how to train and did it with a friend and, you know, got, got whatever support, um, you know, and, and that's kind of the more I've done things like this and the more I've looked at something and I'm like, Oh, I could never do that. I'm not, it's like what calls me and leans me into it. I mean, you, you will probably crack up at this. So even at one point, um, when dancing with the stars first came out. I was like, I could never do that. I'm so much bigger than most of those people. And then Layla Ali was on the show and literally she's my same height and my same weight. And I was like, well, you got no excuse now, you know? So like (laughs) these things, 
but they bring me joy. And um, I'll tell you though, like, I think it's important to understand like what brings you joy because there's some people um, who really like to express themselves creatively. So, you know, if it's learning a song or learning a piece of music or writing a piece of music, that might be something that is more an expression of you. And I think that the, the, those are the things to allow your, give yourself permission to explore, not because you need to be good at it so that anyone else enjoys it, but just so that you can learn something about yourself in the process. Cause that, that to me is like um, something that I need to constantly remind myself of, um, you know, when I can challenge myself, whether or not I'm good at it or anyone else is impressed, you know, cause I could care less at this point. Um, but <laughs> there are going to be things I'm going to know about myself on the other side mm-hmm. that will translate into my courage to have a conversation with a company leader, my courage mm-hmm. to have a conversation with someone who I'm asking to explore a different side of themselves as a coach. Um, or my courage just to speak up when I, you know, I see, I, I see or hear something that I, yeah, I can't stand by. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so important to think about again, that, you know, what you're doing by building courage in one place is going to directly affect how you bring courage somewhere else. Um, oh my gosh. And, yeah. Um, you know what, Raven, can I just add one thing here? Yeah. Absolutely. I think that, um, um, when we look at different access points and I'm, I'm so sorry, I don't have the studies cause I don't, I didn't know we were going to get onto this, but like when you look at the impact of women who participate in athletics at a young age, when they start to learn things about themselves physically, then there are like amazing differences in the trajectory of their lives and they're okay. I'm sorry. I'm totally going off of this, but like, <laughs> um, Maybe we'll talk about this another time, but the the statistics through the Women's Sports Foundation are staggering about this, about women who have um, some experience learning things about themselves physically in a sports setting or in some sort of athletic endeavor. It it literally changes the trajectory of their lives. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that another conversation entirely. Oh, well, I'm sure that we could possibly talk for days and days and days about all of this. Like, it, no, I, I get really excited about it too, because I, I love how interconnected everything is, right? And and how it's all just a choice, you know, of, of where you want to practice or or where you don't. And, you know, for for you the entryway is, you know, these adventures and, and, and physically moving your body and everything like that. And for other people, it may be, you know, a mental, you know, more mental or, or strategic or something like that. Like chess, or it might be writing, or it might be, you know, anything where Mm -hmm. you are expressing yourself and learning new things about yourself. Yeah. 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 And, and what I'm getting from it, from the conversation is just that, you know, whatever your entryway is, I mean, that's sort of your, 
that's your first stepping stone. And then you get to the next stepping stone, you look around and you say, okay, well, what did I learn from that? And how do I apply it to the next thing that I want to to do? Um, and, and then the next thing and the next thing, and it doesn't have to be, well, I'm an athlete, so I'm only an athlete or I'm a chess player. So I'm only a chess player or everything, you know, in between and all around. And that is just so cool and exciting. I think that, um, there's this expectation that people be good at things that, you know, like we all want to be like an ingenue or a savant or something like a protege. I don't know other words that they use to describe people who are just like naturally good at things. But I think that's really seldom. Mm. People get good at things that they practice. And sometimes good, bad, or indifferent, the better we get at things in life, the fewer opportunities we give ourselves to be beginners. And the relationship we have to, you know, failing or um, losing or any, you know, like result-based thing, if we don't allow ourselves to lose that thing, then our relationship to it is going to not be good. Um, And the more we can challenge ourselves and let us, you know, allow ourselves to lose at something or you know, not be good at something, the more we can give ourselves the the room to expand and explore. Mm. That's such a great note to close the conversation on. And I hope that everybody listening just goes and takes action on something that they don't think that they're good at and allows themselves to possibly leave and lose to ultimately win. Raven, I like to say like, like being... This is maybe naughty, sounds naughty, but like being bad can actually be good, good for you. You know, like being, allowing yourself (laughs) to be bad at something can actually allow, be good for you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Thanks for actually closing us on that note, Alice. I love it. Alice Petzold, it was so great to have you celebrating on the after party today. Yay. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'd love to hear what you've learned about yourself through the COVID pandemic. You can get in touch through email at ravenbcoaching at gmail.com. I'm on LinkedIn and Facebook at Raven Bonnewell Coaching and on Instagram at ravenbcoaching. R-A-V-E-N-B-C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G. If you've enjoyed this episode, do us a favor and give it a five-star rating to help us reach more listeners. The After Party is a celebration of lessons learned. It's hosted by leadership coach Raven Bonnewell and produced by Accomplishment Media.